a real lived example of a struggle that I thought I could keep at arm's length for the rest of my life, and now it's unfolding in front of me. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Schooling Struggle Podcast. It is our belief that the only guarantee in life is that we are all going to struggle, and how we choose to embrace our struggles is what empowers us to become the best versions of ourselves. Hello, hello. My name is Pete, coming to you from Heartland, Vermont, and with me is my friend and co-host, Todd, coming from an alternate location than his usual. What is up, Todd? What's happening, Peter? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) How do you do? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I see there's a different set of scenery behind you than the norm. What up? What do you like this like this window on my hand? You nobody can see. Actually, I, honestly, I, I can see past you into the neighbor's house and see their TV on. Oh, is it their TV? I can't That's make so out funny. what they're watching, but there's definitely something on. Yeah. Let me let me get that. Uh, yeah, I'm coming uh, from. Oh, what are, it's 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 the three six zero today, not the two five three. So I'm uh, up on the I don't know what you call the upper section between the Puget Sound and the mainland of um, Washington State, but anyways, up there. It's a place called Squim. It's where all of the old people go to retire. <laughs> Strangely enough, it's where my parents are, so I'm at my parents' house. I was it's like the struggle roadshow. <laughs> we're school and struggle from everywhere. Sorry. Or it's school and us. We're not quite sure. Trying to, trying to navigate that. Maybe both. Yeah. Anyways, maybe what do you got? Sorry. So this past weekend, I went to a soccer game to watch some of my students um, play in their varsity high school soccer game. Mm-hmm. And as I was standing in this particular place on the field, it hit me that that exact same location where I was standing a year ago was the exact location that I received a text from you. Ah. And it was shortly after I called you to propose the idea of being my co-host on this podcast. I had this wild idea that I could carry out my life mission to a higher level by launching a podcast. And if I say I want to live, love, learn, and lead, I think in some way, shape, or form, this podcast kind of hits each one of those. And I wanted to take a stab at doing this thing and you're my number one draft choice as you know and i wasn't quite sure how i was going to go and i just said if you're interested i'd love to do it you said i think i am and i said well your goal right now my goal for you right now so your goal right now thanks is is to keep me accountable because i was so scared of learning how to launch this thing interesting so i'm standing at the soccer game two days ago and i just had this vivid memory as i'm watching the game of seeing that you'd texted me and be like, how's the progress on the pod? And I had done nothing to that point because I was just scared. And it was that day or that night that I went home and started to research Google how to launch a podcast. Nice. And so in essence, we are celebrating our one year anniversary, oh. not from the release of our very first episode, but from the launch of this thing, which is a really, really big deal. We've talked about if you wait till you're ready, you're never going to do anything. And I certainly did not feel ready. And you held me accountable. And here we are one year later and one year into this podcast and I had no clue what I was doing at the time. And I still often feel that way. I feel like we're <laughs> absolutely building the plane as we fly it here. But yeah, it's just really cool for me to think that we're a year into this project. And the goal originally was to do a, a episode every two weeks. And then shortly after, like maybe a month or two, I, I was like, yo, I love doing this so much. I really look forward to these conversations. I want to see if we can go every week. And you're like, okay, I'm in. So that's why in a year we've put out 38 episodes, not 52, because we started out slow. And then we, you know, I've had some weeks where we were on vacation or we didn't release or whatever. But 
Happy one year anniversary, Todd. Oh, my, my podcast co-host. I feel like I should have sent you some flowers or something. <laughs> how would you, you say, get, how do you think it's going? So often people, if I see them in, in public or whatever that I don't see very often in, the, in their listeners, they'll say to me, how's it going for you? Like, they're like, you know, this is what I getting out of it. This is what I'm enjoying. But how's it going for you? And I feel like I just light up. I absolutely love this. I find myself really excited about so many different aspects of everything that has to do with this podcast. And I've actually, I've found that I know we say we're not supposed to have expectations, but my ex, the execution of this has far exceeded my expectations in so many so many ways. And it would be a six hour long podcast if I were to go through all of them. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. But the, the gist of it is I love having these conversations. I love thinking about topics that we could poss- possibly, you know, dive deep into. Um, I love, I really get a chuckle out of listening to us when I'm editing because you'll like drop these like sly little jokes in that I don't pick up while we're talking, but I, I notice while we're editing. And uh, I, I realize like how much I talk and don't listen and all these little like nuances about myself that I really need to improve upon. Um, but I am just, I'm thrilled with all of it. The goal is not to grow it. The goal is not to, you know, make money off it right now. The goal is just to, to, to love it and enjoy it. And I absolutely love it and I absolutely enjoy it. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's, Congratulations. It's, it's been a really fun ride for me. That's awesome. Yeah. If you yeah. if you if the if you have non goals, what what is this expectation you were talking about? <laughs> what was the the one that was exceeded? Like how So in COVID, I decided I'm gonna use this time at home to to learn to do a couple things. And I did a deep dive into investing. So I mm-hmm. spent some time learning about how how to better invest. Financially, yeah, financially, as I prepare to get into my older years, and then I decided the other skill that I really wanted to learn was editing, and I decided that I was going to launch a blog called called um, the Pete Driscoll Vlog, and release a minimum of fifty episodes, and I did that, and that took about two and a half years, and I learned that I really despised editing video. I just did not like editing video. I didn't love staring at video of myself for hours and listening to my voice for hours. And I just, I, I really did not enjoy the editing piece of mm-hmm. that process. And that's like 96% of the time you spend editing yourself. Well, especially uh, video, it, right? It was a YouTube blog. Yeah. And a lot of the messages that I wanted to share with people, I, th- I thought maybe I could do it deeper and have conversations with people if I launched a podcast, but I was not looking forward to the production side mm-hmm. of it, the recording, the editing, all these things. And I found that I, I really enjoy editing audio much, much more than video oh, for, a number, for a number of reasons. One, it's just easier. And two, I love when we have something that happens, like my kid screams from upstairs, <laughs> or something smashes or a car rips past you, yeah. that I can edit that stuff out and it sounds seamless and no one ever notices. I think Except that's- Except for dry erase marker. Cat. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, dry erase marker. <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, uh, I was clicking like crazy. I edited uh, that out fairly well too. So that, But that's just one small piece. And as a extrovert, I just really look forward to having these conversations and learning from people. And, you know, our goal was to do 30 on our own and then start to interview people. And I've learned that I have a lot of improvements to make when it comes to interviewing people. Mm. I really have no no formal training there. And I just love talking, but I listen to the episodes and I think uh, there's a lot of ways that I can improve that. But I just really look forward to 
all aspects of this podcast. And I think it's selfishly, but what really, really revs my engine, what really fires me up is when listeners reach out and they say, hey, I got this from what you and Todd talked about, or, oh my gosh, this episode was so cool. One that I didn't think was amazing was our episode on uh, the spirals of life and the Mm -hmm. amount of feedback that we got on that was just tremendous. So actually right now might be a really good time to let the listeners know that Todd has set up a schooling struggle at gmail.com account da, 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 da. next level for us a year in we now have a <laughs> email address oh, yeah. so yeah schooling struggle at gmail.com for listeners that want to just send us any message hey we'd love to hear about this or this is what mm-hmm. you think you know, feedback or whatever so uh yeah so we're getting there with that kind of stuff it's you know how much time and energy we want to put todd and i call it maintenance anything yeah. that you start that needs continued attention it was what we refer to as maintenance and for me uh, recording and editing is not maintenance. It's just, it's something easy that I enjoy. And then, um, you know, I've also learned that, um, I continue to not really enjoy technology. I don't enjoy the process of working with technology. I don't love being in front of screens, but, uh, <laughs> just so happens, you know, somebody that doesn't mind technology. <laughs> that's so funny. But I can lean into the hard thing and, and yeah. persevere. And there's been that's times funny. when I've wanted you just to bail me out technologically speaking and, you know, you've encouraged me to kind of work through it and figure it out on my own. So nice. yeah, from going to a year ago at that soccer game, coming home and typing into Google how to launch a podcast to figure it out. And I went to one of my students who launched a podcast around uh, shortly before us. And I said, hey, how do you do this? And she's like, well, I do it all on my phone. And at the time I had a, like a beat up iPhone 6. <laughs> I've upgraded to a beat up iPhone 8 now. Nice <laughs> during the launch of or during the release of this episode, the 14 is about to come out. So I'm, mm. I'm uh, more than half of the current iPhone. But I just thought to myself, well, I'm never going to be able to do this podcast on an old iPhone 6. So like, what are some of the other options? I started researching ways that we could do it. And um, between the two of us, I mean, this whole thing is completely self-taught. But I think that's the story of your life yeah, is much. you decide you're going to do something and you work until you figure it out. And um yeah, this this entire thing has been self-taught. No cool. one has sat down with either one of us and said, hey, this is how you do a podcast. Like, we've just kind of trialed <laughs> well, our- Would we listen anyway? Like, no, no, we got this. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. We paid two fifty for this. It's fine. <laughs> so, so what I want to ask you tonight is, what have you learned about yourself during this podcast journey? Wow. I love how you just drop these questions. <sighs> what have I learned about myself? I think one of the biggest lessons that I've taken away is that it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a very complex thing. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I think that um, it's easy for me to conjure in my mind and outwardly speak into being, I guess, or, or at least outwardly emit the type of person I intend to be or, or the type of person I hope to be or the type of person I aspire to be. But when I, go back and I and I listen to the podcast when I'm writing the show notes and I go back and I listen to them intermittently when I'm trying to find something that I forgot that we had talked about or some piece that I liked, I find that it's a very difficult thing to always be aligned with the person that you wish you were. And, and there are times where you simply cannot, like I, I fail at that a lot. There are times where you have a moment to shine and you're just like, yeah, I nailed that one. Like, yes, I did exactly what I said and I, and I continue to do that. But on the other side of that, I think is, is this weird conundrum of it's very 
easy to want to be like the other people in the podcast. So like I find myself thinking about, oh, I wonder what Peter would do. Like I actually think this in my mind, what would Pete do? I think, I think, oh, in this case, Peter would be humble and he would do this and this and the other thing. And then I find myself thinking two things. Does that align with what, what, what with my values and my intentions? And is that something that I should even be trying to do to be, to be better, to, to consider these, these different principles and, and what I've learned and how can I switch those out and apply them somewhere else to be a, a better version of myself. And so I think that the, the best thing that I've found through this podcast so far is um, not only like we've been able to strengthen our relationship from, you know, just some random guy that <laughs> came to watch you in a class and delivered some cookies to a bunch of kids to <laughs> what we have now and all of the things that, that I've learned from you. And I, I hope that you've learned from me, but I think that, I think that the biggest lesson has been to be able to operate with a knowledge that is not my default wiring and to know when that's occurring and to have the wherewithal or to have even it available for me to consider and think about different perspectives in a way that I would have never done that before. Huh? Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to think about. And it's, it's so vast that there's so many different endpoints. Like it's, it's, it's very strange, but yeah. That's what so far. That's the best, and the tactical challenges. <laughs> I like the challenges that you don't like. So, oh. like something will go wrong with the technical <laughs> or something, and I'll type. I'll send him an email or text that says, "I don't even know how to describe what's wrong. <laughs> it, this thing is just not working." And he'll come back with words like "portal" and all these things. I'll be like, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> but why don't you go into the portal and work? And I'll say, uh, "Go to the portal and work your magic." Yeah. And, He'll send me a text or an email that says, okay, everything works. I'll be like, perfect. <laughs> What's the password? ABC123. <laughs> oh, Peter, you're funny. I think one thing that I'm learning and I'm trying to give attention and credence to as we continue with the pod is to remind myself why I started. So one of the quotes that I share with my students all the time is remember why you started because that's often, uh, I think, very important. And to do it for what I call the right reasons. And when you get into right and wrong, it's kind of tricky. But for, for my own personal reasons for starting this and launching this and continuing to do it, and it's it's important for me to remember to keep it us, because I often find now that we're starting to interview people, one, I suck at interviewing people. Like I need you really to, don't, but okay. You know, uh, there's a lot of ways that I can improve there. But secondly, is I do catch myself thinking, does this topic or this conversation or while I'm editing, is this section something that the listeners are going to be able to take from mm -hmm. versus is this just a conversation that I really want to have? And I have mountains of people that I just love to bring on the podcast and just talk to because I'm fascinated by their personal stories. And I have ideas of like, there's a bunch of different series that I'd love to do on the <laughs> podcast, focus on people that I know that I think would be awesome to talk on this certain topic and bring, you know, a half dozen people in a row that would, that would launch this series about how to live mm -hmm. a grounded life or bring your own struggle or these types of things. But I have to, I just have to remind myself like why we started and why I started this with you is to have awesome conversations with people and not necessarily to wow the listeners or to try to th come up with something, um, a hot take or a sexy topic that that's going to get more listens or boost the analytics, but just that this is a person I want to talk to and this is a conversation I want, I want to have with the person. Yeah. And as long as I'm doing that, um, I'm staying true to why I launched this thing. Yeah. Nice work. I 
I think as we bring more people on for interviews, that's a line that I'm going to have to walk in and remind myself. I'll help you with that because <laughs> I'm not here because I'm not here for anything but that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I've been really grateful for that you've reinforced to me, and, and I've stood in front of kids for 17 years and said this, but it's one thing to say, and then one person, and then one thing just to be reminded of it day after day after day. But you have really knocked on that door and reminded me to lean into the hard thing lean into the hard thing, lean into the hard thing. And oftentimes for me with this podcast, the hard thing is the technology piece. And I get anxious about that. I get scared by that. Um, but I, we continue to produce and we continue to learn new skills on how to edit. We continue to learn new skills on different things. And if, if you didn't tell me to just to lean into the hard thing, I, th I don't think that we'd be moving forward. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm really grateful for for your lessons on that and a constant reminder of that. Thanks. Happy to supply that <laughs> for you. Ah. So another question I had for you, and um, you can take this as you want in any way, but I'm curious to know how a year into it now, how the podcast fits into your life. And I think that's a little bit of a different question than what have you learned from yourself through the podcast? How or where does the podcast fit into your life a year into doing this thing? What do you mean how? What's your perspective on, on the role that the podcast plays in your life? I like it because it's an outlet in, in, in a multitude of ways. So I get excited when it's almost time to record because I know that I get to talk about things that are meaningful to me. And oftentimes I don't talk about um, at length anyways about things that um, I'm curious about or things that I've found useful for me or things that I glean from other places like for example, I drove, it's 100 miles from uh, my house to my parents' house. And as I was driving here, I was listening to like a regular, I don't even remember what book it was, something about uh, on thin air or into thin air or something. I think you might actually, actually told me about it. Into thin air. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I was listening to that book and I was like, you know, I could much rather be putting myself in a mindset where I could, <laughs> could be learning something about cool things that my mind cares about. Not that that's not cool, but it, it just doesn't relate to something that's tangible that I can do. It's, it's, you know, it's a story, but it's not a story that has hooks where I can pull a lever and, and play with it myself. So I, I switched up and I, and I was listening to, um, 101 essays you, that'll change your life. Did you tell me about that book? No, that's not for me. I think it's new. I'll put it in the show notes, but, um, and as I'm listening to it, it's, it's all about, you know, all about the things we always talk about, all about the things I'm always curious to learn, all about keeping me on point and keeping things um in a more like like it's routine for me right like that's what i've learned from it like it, it from maybe not from it but from you from you and it i think but because of your part in it i i typically don't roll routines like i mean i'll get up in the morning and you know brush my teeth or whatever but there is something to be said about the anticipation and this the um consistency of always having something to depend on that 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 helps my mind validate the reason why I do things. And so when I'm like, oh, it's Monday, and oh, man, it's almost 5 o'clock, even though I almost forget every time it's 5 o'clock, I'm like, oh, this is great because now I get to talk about the things that I want to do and I get to share about the things that I've learned in a way that's meaningful, not just to me or you, but to everybody who might be listening. And so I think um, all of that to say, I think I think that the discipline and the structure of having this as an outlet or a, or a measure for me to exercise those things has been um, one, of the, one of the best parts. And... Um, now that I think about that, I think the other side is to, as I was um, editing, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, but as I listen and I go back and I think about it, I've, I've, one of my goals going into this was to, to use these 
publications, I guess, if you will, as a way to share my true self more broadly or more um, genuinely with the people that I don't typically do that with around like my family. And what I found is that gives connection to other people. It displays connection to other people. And I can go back and now my kids come to me all the time. They're like, oh, I heard your next your episode about this. And they ask me questions about it. Or, you know, like somebody was asking about the one with Caitlin and the laundry room. And it's like, it's very cool to be able to go back and have points of reference where I actually captured what I thought before those fleeting memories or those ideas that I had had evaporated into something that I'll rarely get back or I'll just catch little pieces of. So I think those two things have been the most for me. How about you? Or if you there's, have follow up questions, <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many. I, I think one of the really thing, one of the really cool things that I enjoy about listening to you speak on the on the podcast is how, how real and how raw you get, and you don't pull any punches, you don't hide stuff, and some of the stuff that you'll say, it just comes from such a such a place of genuine self reflection. It's really really helpful for me to hear you go there, so that I can think about going there myself as well. Uh, the role that this podcast plays in my life is immense in many in many ways. I didn't I did not anticipate this at all when I first decided that maybe we should give this thing a shot. One is, you know, I try to be a man of my word. So if I'm going to sit here in front of thousands of ears and say, "Hey, I'm trying to do this," it's a little bit more motivating to get myself going and to try to hold true to that word, knowing that so many people have, have heard me say it. And that was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. I, I've always said, if I, if I verbalize that I'm going to do something, I'm much more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. When my younger brother was in like eighth grade, I said to him, Hey, when you graduate college, I'm going to take you to Ireland. And as he got closer and closer to graduation, I didn't have any money. I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I ended up saving up the, the money. And when, when he graduated, we went to Ireland and I had to be a man of my word. It was important. You know, and, and as as he got closer to graduation, I verbalized to people, "Yeah, I'm taking Jay to Ireland. I'm taking Jay to Ireland." I didn't know how I was going to do it, but we figured it out. And same thing with my bike ride. Like once I decided I was going to go on that bike ride, I told as many people as I could. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, if I have a platform here where I'm sharing with thousands of ears what we're doing or what I am doing or what I want to be doing, then it kind of holds my feet to the fire and holds me a little bit yeah. more accountable. So that's just one tactic that I use to um, strive to be. The person that I that I want to be is that accountability piece of saying I'm going to do something and knowing that multiple people are going to hear it. Um, that's one piece. Another, and I don't know if this is a super positive one, but like I look, I live a lot of my life now through the lens of a podcast host. An example of that was when Camden came and we went for a walk, and the entire walk I'm going, oh my gosh. <laughs> We got to do a pod. We got to do an episode. We got to do an episode. And I'm trying to remember everything he's sharing with me so I can bring it back up on the episode versus just having an awesome, genuine conversation with Camden and not worrying about mm. the production of a podcast. Is that so, risky business for you? I think it could be. Yeah. Yep. I think it could be. And I don't, I, I want my interactions to be totally genuine. But knowing that someone has a story to share that our listeners could benefit from really fires me up to share that story because of the number of people that have reached out to me and said, hey, that that episode about that thing has really positively impacted my life. And and that's my goal is to try to positively impact the lives of others. And I think that this is a platform that's confirming to me that I'm moving in the right direction with some of the things I want to do in my life. Interesting. So so that's huge. It's also neat for me if a, a friend or a family or a student comes to me and says, oh, you know what? And we just kind of have a conversation and they're really dealing with something that I can have a conversation with them and, and then say, hey, by the way, 
episode 14, I actually talked about yeah. that thing. And if you're interested in hearing a little bit more of kind of my experience with it or my thoughts on it, click on that one and, and that'll be there for you, which is yeah. really cool. And then the other big motivator for me launching this thing was I don't want my students to be done being my students the day that school ends or the day the semester ends as I want to be their teacher for life. And I have students in Virginia right now in college that reach out to me and say, hey, Mr. D, listen to the podcast episode, blah, 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 blah. And knowing that I continue to have the opportunity to be their teacher and be there for them long beyond their years when they're on my roster or enrolled in my class is a really, really special thing for mm, me. Yeah. I look at myself much more like a life coach than I do like a teacher. And this gives me the opportunity to do that. And the other role that it plays in my life is I'm just learning so much. Like I'm learning these technology skills and I'm learning how to develop thoughts and topics about cool things to talk about. And I'm learning how to interview people and I'm learning how to, you know, reach out to people and say, Hey, do you want to come on to talk about this thing? Um, we have some really cool that I think are some really cool people lined up to come onto the show in the next couple of weeks. And I'm super fired up to have those conversations with them. But what it all boils down to is <laughs> it's so much easier to say to someone that you really want to talk to Hey, I had this hour-long podcast on Monday nights from 8 to 9. And the cool thing is everyone's available Monday night from 8 to 9, right? <laughs> Unless their football team playing on Monday night football. Like yeah. everyone's available from 8 to 9 on Monday. So I just say we record 8 to 9. You know, I'd love to have this conversation. This is a topic I'd love to talk to you about. And people say yes because it's a podcast. Whereas, as I said early on, if I call someone up and say, hey, I really want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> do you want to do that? It's, it's not as easy to say as, hey, I have this podcast. Do you want to have this conversation? And to have time set aside in my week to have thoughtful and intentional conversations is really special for me. Yeah. yeah. So, and and then then this podcast has connected me with on a deeper level with so many people that I was already connected with. Like my mom loves this thing. I, we joke around, but she calls Todd her her fourth son. Um, they haven't met in person. What if I want in that family? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loves him. I know it's, it's on and, top of that Christmas tree. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I have some friends going through uh, some really deep, hard stuff right now, and they get really excited when the podcast comes out. Uh -huh. And there's a couple people that I just... I. I text the link to everybody else gets it, how they get it through the, through the platforms. But there's a couple of people that just say, Hey, please, can you please text me at each week? And, um, yeah, it's great. So I, it, it, it gives me common ground to, to connect with so many people in my life. Um, I'm, it, it plays a big role in my life and, That's and awesome. in a way that I did not anticipate when we decided to launch this thing. Sounds like it's, it sounds like it's working for you. So I far, so no expectations, and I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Okay, good. Two well, for let's two. Keep this train rolling. <laughs> two for two. Yeah. Well, that ain't absolutely. Bad. Anything that's on your mind as you reflect on your your experience with this, or well, uh, anything at all? I think it's really cool. <laughs> I think it's really strange that you and I have this relationship that is so. I don't even know the right word for it. It's it's like it's like having a pen pal, but. In fast forward, it's like a fast forward pen pal. <laughs> like I don't oh, know. If you're ever, oh, is it like a pen pal in 2022? Here we are. It's it's that. So that part's really crazy to me that um, that I have the ability or we have the ability as maybe as a tech tech technological um, society to forge relationships where in my in my past that would have never happened. Like I th and I think that's really it's really cool. The richness of our relationship, I think, is is very. Um, I cherish it a lot. I think I think it's really, really fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just incredible uh, to think about. It's been a year, you know, of time that's passed, and it's it's just um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. I, th I think it's flipping fantastic. 
It's interesting how you just learn the nuances of other people. So an example I can give is a year ago, if you had texted me and said, hey, are you there? I got something I need to share with you. Like you often lead text exchanges <laughs> that way and they're just so suspenseful. Yeah. Like it and, drives my friends crazy. <laughs> you should hear that. Like, oh my gosh. Like something big happened. Like uh, he's not going to do the podcast anymore or someone in his family died or whatever. And it's like, yeah, what's up? And it's, it's like, it's something completely different. That's like a, uh, like a deep, like a deep thing that you want to share with me. And I had to get used to that. And then also you, you text and you say things like, you'll share a quote or something that we talked about or, or something. And you'll say, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And a year ago, I would have thought, like, you don't know how you feel about this. Like, you're upset with me for sharing it with you. Like, you don't know how you feel about it. Like, we need to iron <laughs> this thing out between the two of us. But what I yeah. learned about you is, like, no, you, you're just ruminating on that thought. And you, you're not, you haven't come to, the jury's out in your mind on this <laughs> particular phrase or quote. And you'll push back on stuff that I should, like, everyone else in my life, I'll, I'll send them a phrase or a quote. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And you're like, yeah, I don't know about this. And I'll be like, oh, is he upset for sending me? Did he take it the wrong way? And now a year in, I'm like, no, he's just thinking, he's sharing with me that he's ruminating on this thought and he's he's not quite sure yet where he lands. He's not telling you that he doesn't he disagrees with it or that you sent it. And yesterday was a great example. Yesterday you sent me a text and it was like, Hey, do you have four minutes? That was the text. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh crap! And I know some stuff's going on with the health of your fam- your your parents. And I'm like, okay, like something something big happened. And I said, yeah, I can call. And you're like, no, sit down. And I'm like, oh crap! Like he's gonna drop something big. Like something happened. So I literally I was working out when you sent it. I sit down on the plyo box and I said, ready. And you sent me a four minute video that I loved. It was the one that you included in the show notes in the last episode um, about life's journey. And I just learning how you operate and just this is a good example of just learning the nuances of how the people in your life operate and how you respond to those things is is really important. That's funny. Todd will also send <laughs> yeah, like like thirteen texts in a row, but they could easily be in two. And on the opposite, I'll send like nine paragraphs in one text. Yeah. And I'll put like 10 questions in there and he won't answer any of them. And I'm just like, well, why do I even bother sending all those questions? I just overwhelmed him. Uh, that's so, so great. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, and then right yeah. before we got on now, um, and I don't know how much or little you want to share about <laughs> some of the challenges that's going on with the health in your family, but Todd hasn't been, been available a couple of Monday nights because of some of the things that he's working through with the health of his parents and providing care for them. And, when we got on tonight, I just said how comfortable I feel when you're here. Like I just, you know, it's when you're around someone you feel comfortable with, you're around someone you feel comfortable with. It's hard to put into words. I'm not yeah. going to get too, too deep and sappy about <laughs> it. But um, the sense of calm comes over me when I see that you join the chat room and then we launch this thing. It's just, it's just really cool. Whereas in the beginning, I was crazy nervous about it. Really? That's so funny. Yeah. I never yeah. thought you would have been nervous about it. It doesn't really show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but maybe kind of what you're trying to get at is I sent you a text yesterday that said something about expectations and, you know, all these different things that are changing in my life. And it's, uh, it's, it's weird to look through the lens of where we've come and the things we talk about and then use that as uh, like milestones about the next parts that are coming for me. So you, so you talked about how my, my parents are sick and it's, it's, you know, I'm sitting in a bedroom a hundred miles from my house, you know, watching the people that raised me basically, and, and that I didn't really care much for 
beginning to enter the last stages of their life. And it's very strange to think about how do I reconcile the feelings that I have and at the same time respect the living that they've done and where they're at now in order to hopefully have this thing come together and be the most meaningful for everybody involved. And I think that it's, it's, it's a strange thing. When you hear people talk about the end of their parents' life, a lot of people don't really talk about it, I don't think. Like, they'll brush it off like, yeah, that was hard or, you know, whatever. There was an ASB, uh, the lady that runs ASB at the kids' old high school. I can't even remember what her name is. And she, I would come in there for- What's um, ASB? Uh, associated Student Body in School. Oh, oh. I don't know if you if have that. It's like the, it's like the, you know, yeah, the Associated Student Body. You can figure that one out. Um, and she would like run the office and like, you know, she handed out sweatshirts and she, you know, she sold all the swag for the people, but she also gave all the employees their badges. And I would go in there doing the CrossFit thing at school. And I would, I, you know, she knew that I was into fitness and, and doing these things. And she would say, you know, my mom's at home and I, I'm her caregiver. And, you know, what do you think about these things? You know, and I, I remember one time she was telling me, I, I bought these foot pedals that I have under my desk and I want my mom to get stronger so she can use the stairs again. And I think about this all the time. And I thought that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like who, like who would go to that, to that length to, you know, buy some Suzanne Summers gimmick off the TV just to get your parent to walk. And now it's just like, yeah, I mean, I'll do anything to do that just for, you know, 10 more minutes. And it, it's just, it's, it's very strange to reflect on all the things that, that, that we've come through, that we've talked about, that I've come through personally, and then put that into a real lived example of some of a struggle that I thought I could keep at arm's length for the rest of my life. And now it's unfolding in front of me. So yeah, it's very weird, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep up to date as it goes, but it's uh, yeah, my mom comes home, she's been in respite care. So my sisters and I uh, tried to cobble together, you know, when this whole storm happened kind of out of nowhere, you know, how we were going to stay here and how we were going to, you know, over over the night and over the days, like how that was going to work. And it, it became ridiculously difficult. Like I remember coming here or my sister would be here at 11 o'clock at night and I would had been here all day long. And my mom, you know, she doesn't remember anything for more than, you know, 10 minutes. So she would get up and fall or she would, you know, say the same thing over and over and over again. And so like, obviously, you know, then she would be on the night shift and they would get zero sleep. And I would wake up, you know, five, six hours later. And my sister's like, she's still awake. <laughs> I'm like, you know, huh. it's kind of like having kids, like, you know, Jesus, this is draining. But at the same time, it's just like, but this is draining in a different way because now it's draining everybody. It's not just I had a choice and had a child and now it's draining me. It's all the children right. are coming back together and everything's draining us. So it, it was very weird. And so anyways, we I don't like to say we put her in respite care, but in order to get a break for ourselves and kind of regroup, we put her in... Um, it's a, it's a memory center, basically. She's dealing with dementia of some sort? Yeah, so she has dementia, yeah. Parkinson's, I mean, a whole host of things. Okay. Yeah, um, and she's just old, and she's she's just breaking down. And so, yeah, so she doesn't remember who you are. She, you know, she tells you stories about the last time I was at the nursing home, she was telling me that it was my middle sister's, um, who's two years older than me. It was her 16th birthday. <laughs> she was coming to visit, and I'm just like, yeah. how fast it goes and how did you not notice that was slipping away until it's completely gone? There, mm. There's not, there's no getting it back. So, um, anyways, so, so yeah, so I'm here, um, Mondays and Tuesdays and maybe a couple other days I'll be here, um, broad, broadcasting from squim, uh, as the, as that happens, cause she's going to come back here to live while we figure out the next situation. So my dad, they're probably going to sell their house to start liquidating all the, you know, all the stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a challenge and, uh, yeah, something to lean into, right? So, so you're splitting time with your two siblings, 
to each take turns at your parents' house to care for right. your parents. Yep. And you took a leave of absence from work yep. for X amount of time to be available yep. for your parents. Yep. And you Do pack up the microphone and the headphones <laughs> and you bring it with you so we can yeah. record on Monday nights from your parents' house. Yeah, that's the plan. So. Huh. Do you be getting more time with your siblings than normal or? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I get more time with the rest of the family that I alienated most of my life for the next who knows how long. So yeah. I get more time with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess you could look. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know the feedback I get on that comment as soon as they hear. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, I think it answers some questions to, you know, why some of the episodes I'll be with you and some, some I won't, depending on, you know, how this all goes. There's so much, so many variables in your life. Yeah, for sure. Going forward. But it's really neat, neat, like not in a good way, but just fascinating to hear you share the struggle in this podcast that we created about struggle, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the only and, way to and, do it, really. Right? And you're, yeah. you're right in the thick of it. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to you and yeah, I want to say thank you. Yeah, thank so you. Continue to. <laughs> this will be cathartic for me for this. <laughs> Tell who knows. When. Yeah. Continue to you know, navigate that struggle and produce, produce episodes as best we can, given the circumstances. In my opinion, this whole podcast that's now a year old is still just at its infancy. It's still right. at the beginning stages and I'm really excited to, launch into more conversations and learn more about how to do the things that we do. And I mean, we have an email address now. We're, we're for real. <laughs> we're legit. Schoolingstruggle at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us some mail. Oh, I bought, I, did I tell you I put polls in the, uh, in the show notes now? So, uh, did you look you at us? Yeah. Scroll down the show notes. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I didn't see yeah. the polls. Yeah. Well, I'll leave those there as little tiny, little things. Is it about sports? There's one in there about marshmallows for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. I know that some of our listeners are new to the scene and some have been there since the very first episode, but it's really cool to have you all along in our journey. And like we said, reach out uh, via email or however else you want to reach out to us to let us know what's working for you and what we can do better and what you want to hear. Man, it's just been an, an, an awesome year of this. A lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of learning. So to all the listeners out there, those who have been here for a year, and those who have been here for one episode, We so very much appreciate your ears. We thank you for your time. We're grateful for your attention. With that said, we are truly trying to school struggle right now. It may be schooling us. Nevertheless, we are the School and Struggle Podcast. We are out. See ya. See ya.